Ladies and gentlemen, it is back. The Cedic Run Mile Extravaganza is making its return on June 4th at Cushman Field in Grand Forks. This event has grown tremendously over the years for a lot of reasons, but the main ones are it's open to everybody. It's a great opportunity to spectate a sport like track and field that doesn't always get the most coverage, and it's free. So come check out the Cedic Run Mile Extravaganza. The night's going to kick off with our community mile, which is mostly run by some of our youth athletes, as well as some of our hobby joggers that just want to get in a mile. The night will continue with our sub-elite heats. This is for our folks that are not quite at the elite level, but have had an awesome high school season or collegiate season, or maybe just our weekend warriors that want to race a mile and get a time on themselves. And then the night's going to conclude with our elite heat. These are some of the region's top milers. People that are gunning for the North Dakota all-time soil record. The fastest mile ever run in the state of North Dakota. We've had an awesome event the last few years with last year's women's North Dakota soil record being set by Maddie Van Beek in a time of 4 minutes and 42 seconds. And maybe you can be the next one too. So if you want to participate, whether you're the community, the sub-elite, or the elite heat, be sure to check out at Run on social media. Follow their Facebook page, follow their Instagram page, and you'll find the sign up there. If you have any questions, reach out to us. But like I said, this event is open to anyone, whether you are extremely incredibly fast or you're extremely incredibly slow, there is a race for you. There's always great camaraderie. The atmosphere is really fun. There's a chance to really tie a bow on your season if you just got done and didn't quite make it to nationals or you had a good conference meet and you want one more crack at the distance. So we really hope that we can see you there. It's on June 4th at Cushman Field, Grand Forks from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Get it on your calendar. If you want to come spectate, that's really great too. We'll keep pumping out more details, but if you want more, follow at SDR Mile on Instagram. We've been posting some recaps of previous races throughout the years. This is going to be our sixth annual, so we're really excited to have you there and make it the best one yet. On this episode of the podcast, Cam and I sit down and we talk about some track meets that have been taking place over the last couple of weeks that are maybe a little bit larger in magnitude. For example, the Drake Relays, a meet that both UND and NDSU and University of Mary and several other area colleges sent their athletes to a couple of weeks ago. We saw so many great performances there, not just in the relays like the namesake, but also quite a few of the open events as well. We break some of those down and what they mean for these collegiate athletes as they head into their conference meets this weekend. We also cover the Howard Wood Relays. We haven't done a lot of high school coverage this season just because we've had such an interesting season with the weather and a few different life events for Cameron and I, but we're really excited to break down Howard Wood for you and those performances, what they mean heading into conference in a couple weeks for our schools, Class A and Class B. And we really just want to highlight some of those performances that really, really stood out. For example, we had some platinum leaders that Howard Lud likes to put out there. And quite a few of them were North Dakota natives that held their own against the best of North Dakota and South Dakota. So we're really excited to tell you all about those as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. Your support means the world to us. If you want to follow us on social media, find us uh, at Prairie TF Podcast on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page so you can tell your older adult friends that still use Facebook or if you use Facebook yourself. Uh, it's a great place to follow us and stay connected. We also just came out with our newsletter. So for the very first time, we published a newsletter. It's on Substack. If you go to the link in our bio or find our most recent Facebook post, 
you'll be able to find that link to go read about our conference preview. We didn't have enough time to cover it in this episode, but if you want some good information heading into the Summit League Championships and the Northern Sun Conference Championship with Division II schools like UMary, Minot State, MSUM, it's a great place to find some information. Some of the North Dakota athletes you should keep your eyes on and who we think is really going to take home the, the gold. Also, you can find the live stream links and you can find live results links there as well. So it's kind of a good comprehensive information in one spot. And we're really excited to utilize that newsletter platform in the future. So thank you guys again for your support. But enough about us. Let's dive in to the newest episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. And Cam, you were just about to explain to me uh, a Klecker mile. Yeah, well, see, this episode is brought to you by Core Power from Fairlife, the highest protein, smoothest tasting uh, post-run recovery fuel of all time. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was just saying I'm chugging this, uh, this protein chocolate milk right now. Cause I just ran some Klecker miles, you know, and if, uh, I found out about this through Strava, but, uh, apparently, you know, he just, a couple people started posting on their runs, like Klecker miles, 10 Klecker miles, you know, it's like, what the heck is a Klecker mile? But apparently anytime Joe Klecker runs under six minute pace or anybody runs under six minute pace, you know, that's just for like, as like a training run that's considered a clecker mile. So yeah. Dude. Okay. Little, t- little tidbit about Joe Klecker. Fun fact for our North Dakota listeners out yeah. there. So Klecker's a, he's a Hopkins boy from he Minnesota, is. but he raced and I'm pretty sure it was in the same race as you. And I'm pretty sure it was at Fargo Davies one year. I was doing some results compiling for, Jeff Bakke, the Red River coach, a few years back. And I came across this result, and Joe Klecker ran at, I think it was Fargo Davies. So, really? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was in the same heat as you, like the same 1,600 or two-mile or something. Wow. He, so he's a year younger than me in school. So it's, I probably got waxed. It's very possible I got waxed. You might have. I, I personally don't remember, but I'll have to try to go back and find that so we can we can confirm that. Yeah. Hopkins Hopkins has some interesting like connections to North Dakota. Because I remember uh seeing Joseph Fambule run at Fargo Davies as well. It would have been after I was out of high school. Uh, but he ran like a, a four by four or two hundred there or something. And you know, everyone was talking like, Oh, this dude's going to Florida, he's going to Florida. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, he looks looks pretty good uh i thought he looked kind of like grant holloway you know so i was like yeah mm-hmm. it makes sense and uh national champion and olympian now and you know so that's that's kind of cool yeah dude. and 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 uh hopkins went on like a a summer running camp with the jamestown people so there's like like i think yeah there's there's like an interesting connection between the jamestown cross-country team and the hopkins team i don't know if it's the coaches know each other or 
want. But interesting, huh? Maybe that's licensed to have Joe Klecker on the pod if he would come on. Maybe, maybe if anybody's listening, they have connections to Klecker or Hopkins. Just let us know. Yeah, but dude, what's new? It's been a while. Uh, training for the marathon, gonna run the Fargo half in two weeks, and then Grandma's marathon in Duluth in June. So excited to get some new Ragnarok gear and yeah. Yeah, dude. Are you fit right now? Um, well, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm trying not to set too big of goals, but I've been really consistent. And uh yeah, I wrote down some goals when I was supposed to be working the other day. Um, kind of like long-term goals for the first time in, in a long time. So I feel like if I can, I found like a good level of training that's like sustainable mm-hmm. for the amount of time that I have. And I feel like if I can commit to staying at this level of training for a long period of time, I think I can still have, still have a lot in me. So, I mean, <clears throat> the marathon has gotten me pretty aerobically fit again. Um, and then hopefully just keep the miles going over the summer. Cause that's the, the fun thing to do into hopefully maybe racing some cross country again in the fall uh just because i love it mm-hmm. i love it so much and then you know i wrote 417 get back under 420 for the mile come indoor season so um yeah training for the marathon's hard when you're only running 40 to 50 miles a week but you know if you do that long enough and then you get into some of the shorter stuff i think training for the mile on 50 miles a week is you know, I could set maybe a little bit higher goals than I would in the marathon. So nice. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear it's going well. Yeah. Have you, uh, Ryan, have you found, uh, another Avenue to compete after your, your one meet season or, uh, you know what, what the plan is there? Yeah. So I guess if you're listening and you didn't know, which I don't know why you would, cause I didn't post anything about it, but I competed at the Drake, the Drake. I competed at the Drake Relays a couple of weeks ago, and I was joking with Cam prior to that that it's my one meet season because that was, besides a small meet that I hopped in and hurdled and long jumped at, Drake Relays was like my full attention, and it was like the last meet of the season too. Uh, the multi U.S. Championships were like just this past weekend, May seventh and eighth or sixth and seventh or something like that, and. I did not qualify for those. Even if I would have put up a big score at Drake, it fell outside the qualifying window. And and now I like have no idea what's next. But I was pretty happy with how like eight weeks of training went for the decathlon between indoors and outdoors. And I kind of think that if I can get another six or eight really solid weeks and keep building, like something good's going to happen. And I'm kind of the point too where I'm thinking about maybe trying to host the decathlon as well yeah. and try to just get another meet in for myself but if anybody else wants to hop in too and there's a few guys i can think of that are probably in the same boat as me so check with them and if not maybe just do like a local thing at cushman or uh at ndsu or something where other people can pop in i know we talked about jamestown a while back with coach Rasky, so yeah maybe, yeah maybe get a deck in the the middle of july or something like that but we we will see peak heat yeah 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 I'm not- but like, like I always say in the intro, though, enough about us, right? Yeah. Let's, let's start talking track. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, Drake Relays, I mean, you obviously competed there. We just talked about that. But I think that's a 
good place to start. It's a couple weeks ago now, but mm-hmm. you were yeah. there firsthand, Ryan. I was there firsthand. Yeah, competed on Wednesday and Thursday. And then on Thursday, a lot of the other races got rolling. A funny story before we get started. I was at the meet Thursday. I had just watched Brady Yoder run, who if you haven't listened to our previous episode, go back and give it a listen. It's really good. I just watched Brady run. I chatted with him for a couple of minutes. He was going to cool down. And then he was going to come back. And so I'm waiting for him. And then in the meantime, I look over at the entrance because I wasn't too far away from the athlete coach entrance. And guess who is standing there? It's Don Larson. Oh, my goodness. And Lars can't get in. He doesn't have his wristband. They haven't given it to him yet. And so he's telling the people, like, I've been coming here for the last 30 years. Like, can you get me a wristband? Like, my coaches didn't give it to me. He was down with NDSU, of course. And and meanwhile, he's he can't get in, but he's wearing his Drake Relays Hall of Fame hat. <laughs> he's been he's in the Drake Relays Hall of Fame, and he couldn't get in. It oh was my. it was pretty funny. But Coach Newell to the rescue, he showed up, gave Lars his wristband, and things were good. But it was it was too funny. That's wild. Yeah, but what else was wild is some of the performances. Great segue there. Um, yeah, awesome. So a couple of things that stand out on Thursday, Kelby Anderson, Bismarck native, raced the 1500, and she PR'd by a few seconds. She ran 4:23:31, which, if I remember correctly, I think is the third fastest in NDSU history. I don't have that up right now, but and that ended up uh, holding. She was in the first heat. There's a second heat with some bigger schools, but she ended up beating a lot of them. Now there was like an invitational 1500 the next day or two days later, they ran a little bit faster, but Kelby won her division, got the white Drake relays flag. So that was pretty sweet. Oh yeah. And, and she crushed her heat too. Like she was putting on a clinic. Yeah. Um, you had, I think you would put a, a short video on, on the story. Uh, I mean, she always just looks so smooth, whatever race she's running. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really good. And then, Kaylee Peterson, a couple days later, was was in that like invitational fifteen hundred, and she ended up running four twenty two ninety four. So, the Mayville product just keeps keeps churning out really fast times, and I believe this is her last year of eligibility or her hashtag senior season. Yeah, but that was really fun to watch as well. And man, I could just like keep going down the list. Josh Samin and his fifteen hundred, he he closed really really well. I think he ran 57 on his last lap is what I think someone said. And he ended up running 347, which definitely inside the NDSU top 10. Brady Yoder was actually in that same heat with Josh. and He was a little bit slower. Um, but Yoder made a really big move with probably 600 to go and just like didn't have the wheels to hold on to it. But it was like really bold racing for a freshman. Yeah. I almost wonder if that's you know, maybe part of the process goals that he was talking about when he was on with us, you know, him and his coach probably talked about, you know, Hey, at, at this point in the race, we want to take charge and, and give ourselves a chance. And, you know, so even though maybe didn't pay out or plan pan out for him, you know, place wise, the way he wanted, uh, I'm sure probably a race he, he can be pretty proud of. Yeah. Yeah. And still, I mean, a pretty fast time for a lot of jostling going on and then like trying to make that big move. But yeah, those were some of the ones that stood out. I'll just kind of rapid fire a few other ones. Cody Roeder ran 47, 48 
to take seventh in uh, their division in the 400. And then he came back in NDSU's 4 by 4 won the university division. So they all got white flags. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Morris, you marry triple jumper, who we had on the podcast several months ago after indoors and her national title. She won her triple jump, the college division. And then I actually just saw this past weekend. She jumped a new lifetime best. It was 13, 18. So a lifetime best by 18 centimeters. That's huge, huge for her. Huge. Uh, Jaden Keeler from UND. She broke 17 minutes in the 5K for the first time to play sixth. Amanda Anderson finished second in the discus. She threw 56, 56. That's a... Uh, that's metric, but let me just tell you this for you imperialists out there. That's a, that's a bomb. Um, our friend Alex Talley through 1933, not a PR, not a lifetime best, but it was good enough for second place. And I mean, like I said, I can keep going. Uh, MSUM in the college division, their men's four by four won. So that was really cool. Amy Phillips, uh, previously or formerly, you might say, Amy Harrington. Uh, Amy Phillips won the hammer throw with a toss of 66 meters. And yeah, I mean, even like Concordia getting in on the fun. Cal Wright running a really fast 448.61. So I could go on and on, but the big picture, big takeaway from Drake Relays is that despite the conditions, that is a very fast track and it's a pretty awesome place to compete. And it always seems like people bring out their best. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh I mean it's kind of the the only meet where you get the the fan atmosphere, you know, around around competing like like it feels like a real college like sporting event. Um so that's kind of <clears throat> the perfect arena to to ball out and and run those PRs and and it sets uh the college kids up nicely for uh uh, the, the conference meets coming up here, uh, mm -hmm. this weekend. So, uh, yeah. that, the, I mean, the, the Kaylee Peterson and Kelby Anderson, uh, North Dakota duel in the 1500, uh, really hope that that that's as, as exciting as the PRs, uh, show. Mm -hmm. So, and then Kaylee Peterson's also ranked third in the 800 right now. She ran 209 wow. 47 earlier this season. Wow. So yeah, it should be a good, good weekend for the, the North Dakota female distance runners. Yeah, for sure. And then the other thing about Drake too, and just, I want to kind of hear about your experiences at Drake. Cause I know you had some pretty fun races that you got to be a part of. Yeah. One thing that I always loved and the decathlon is so different, but when I would get to run the shuttle hurdle for NDSU, something about Drake that always stood out was just the professionalism. Like you get marsh, you got to go to that tent and then you get marshaled like down to the track. You follow an official and it just seems, and then you walk into the stadium and it's pretty full and there's a race going on in the track and the people are cheering. And there just was something like where you kind of feel like a pro runner for just a little glimpse yes. of time and talk about some of your favorite memories at Drake. I mean, I, I don't know if I ever got, I don't think I ever got to do uh an individual race at Drake, which, which is fine. Cause I mean, it's the Drake relays, right? Not the Drake mm -hmm. individual events. Uh, I just remember I ran the anchor of the DMR one time, typical, you know, typical Drake, rainy, cold, 
So, you know, it was tough to stay warm, but, uh, you know, our guys, our guys were running well, but, you know, there's like Oklahoma state air force Academy, you know, there were some dogs, there were some dogs in this race. Um, and so it, we were like in the back four or something like that. And, you know, you're at the Drake relays, you got nothing to lose. You're, you're out there to run hard. And so I just remember talking to the guys like around me, I said, well, Hey guys, good luck out there. looks like it's a race to like not get last place or something, you know, uh, which the positioning of where I was, was I think really ended up being really good for my race. Cause it allowed me just to like relax, realize that, you know, all I can give is my best, no like performance expectations on place or anything. I'm just going to go out and run hard, you know, enjoy, mm -hmm. enjoy competing at the Drake relays. Anyway, the, uh, the leaders uh, slowed down. And so by the time, <clears throat> you know, maybe with 600 meters to go, I had caught up to the lead pack. Uh, and you, you, if you find the race, you know, on runner space or wherever it has it, you can see me like join the pack, you know, run the thumb, you know, for like 200 meters and then just get blown to smithereens they all <laughs> by the front pack of kickers. But, uh, but I was able to, to hang with some of the, some of the guys, some of the mid pack guys and pass, you know, improve our position. And I think I ended up running, you know, like <clears throat> four fourteen on that day for the 1600 or four thirteen, which is, you know, would have been a PR at the time. And, you know, just, you know, the team was pretty hyped about it and it, it was, it was just fun. You know, it's fun when you can mix it up with people like that and really feel like you're in the race, even though, you know, I, I got, you know, decimated the last 300 years. You know? uh, so that, that's just like a really, <clears throat> really fond memory there. And, um, yeah. I, I really like that story. Hindsight. I wish I would have just, uh, you know, I didn't like slow down necessarily once I get caught up to the pack, but I wish I would have put on like a move and, you know, maybe tried to lead the Drake relays for, for a step or something like that. <laughs> still, I, I'm still really proud of that race. So, yeah. That's a great story. Yeah. I mean, you just, you just never know. You gotta, I mean, that's why they run the race, right? You know, <laughs> I tried uh, Ron, to... did you ever, uh, you, you watch the Kentucky Derby at all? Did you see the, the footage of the, this year's Kentucky Derby? Oh yes, man. You know, I, I would, I was just about rich strike, you know, at the, at the Drake relays, but <laughs> I mean, that's why, I mean, pen relays too. That's why I love, I love the relay meets because I think I really do think every team that toes the line thinks that they have a chance to win. You know, even when I look at the start list for the relays, I'm like, you know what, if it goes out slow, this guy's got a wild kick, you know, maybe he could just like, you know, shock some people, you know, you mm -hmm. never know. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, it's the, the most entertaining relays can be the most entertaining and like, purest most competitive form of track and field i think yeah um, for so. sure dude which i'm gonna lead off our next segment because this just kind of yeah. popped into my head but you watched a lot of the howard wood relays yeah how cool was it that howard wood relays did a mixed four by four yeah yeah i mean the mixed four by four is it is a good event you know some people might say oh well that's it's corny it's just like uh you're just trying to grab people's attention by doing something wacky and different but but it it's really cool uh <clears throat> there's a lot more like strategy and like you know 
Belichick is, is one of the greatest football coaches of all time, you know, and, and you can, some people might argue that the Patriots won because of the coaching, you know, you, you don't often see that, like the actually drawing up the plays sort of coaching in track and field, but with the mixed four by four, there's some level of that, you know, do I go girl, girl, guy, guy, do I alternate, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, just, just seeing these massive gaps, you know, get made up or not made up, you know, you're rooting for, you know, if it's on the anchor and it's a guy versus a girl, you know, you're rooting for the girl who has this massive lead to just like hang on and, or, or maybe you're rooting for the guy, you know, to, to catch her. And you just, it really goes down to the wire. Yeah. Uh, kind of reminds me of my dad would always do these like stagger races uh, with me and my siblings and his goal of the races, I hated it because I was always the oldest and like, just because I was the oldest, I was the fastest. So mm-hmm. he would stagger us all by what, how much distance he think would get us to all finish right at the exact same time. So if we were in a, in a gym, you know, I would be on the baseline. Grace would be at the free throw line. Alexis and Sophia would be at the three point line and Quinn, you know, when he was like two or three or I don't know, however old you are when you start running, you know, would be on the other three-point line. And then my mm-hmm. dad would be on the other baseline, you know, and he would clap. And then we would go, and I'd be so mad because I have all this distance to catch up. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's the mix four-by-four. Four. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're way far behind. You gotta you just got to keep your composure and, and run as fast as you can, you know. It's just racing. For so, sure. Yeah, really, really cool that, that Howard would added that. and. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe that'll be, I mean, we see it at the world championships now. So maybe that's something we'll see added to hmm, state meets. Maybe. I don't know. Ryan, if, if you could add one relay to the state meet, what relay would you add? I think it'd have to be the DMR. I think it would have to be DMR is just, it's cool. It's just such a unique event and it gets everybody involved. Like, 400 runners all the way up to mid distance to distance. I think it's really cool. Mixed four by four is cool. And then I will also throw a plug for shuttle hurdle. Yeah. Just because yeah. I think that one's always fun to watch too. But yeah. dude, tell us some of the other things that stood out to you about the Howard Wood relays. Yeah. I mean, well, first and foremost, <clears throat> big shout out to, to Midco sports, Alex Heiner and the whole team that put on like the broadcast of, of the Howard Wood relays, I was super impressed. Um, and you know, being a, a track fan, but probably more a track track and field cynic, uh, I want everything mm-hmm. to be perfect and exactly the way that I want it. Uh, as kind of a track nerd, um, and they 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 check the boxes. You know, knowledgeable commentary, good camera. Uh, <clears throat> following of of the action and you know just just like an excitement from the from the announcers and the people putting on the production uh about the event that they were putting on um and and it really is it's great you know i mean you drake relays is awesome and and has you know a high school component to it but you know you, you aren't finding a a track meet like the howard wood relays you know, anywhere else in, in the region. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully it, you know, it'll continue to <clears throat> be around for years and years to come and it'll keep growing and people keep uh, going and throwing down some fast times. So 
definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it, we can just get into like some of the results. <clears throat> I think the first thing, uh, Howard Wood does this really cool thing that with the special event, you know, they got this year is the girls special 800 and the boys special 200. Uh, I don't know exactly what like the rotation is, but uh, each year it kind of flip flops uh, events. So uh, mm -hmm. in the girls special 800, Aaron Palmer from Bismarck Century, <clears throat> she had won this event back in 2019, uh, taking it hard from the gun and hanging on, did the exact same thing this time. Uh, I was watching the meet with, uh, with a friend of mine who's not really a track fan. And he was, he was like getting pretty pumped because Aaron took it out in 61, I believe, which is, Oh man. Oh man. I knew it was going to hurt. Uh, and there was a girl that like kind of went with her, but kind of didn't. And then she's coming down the home stretch and you can tell she's paying for the, the fast first lap. Mm -hmm. uh, and this other girl is catching her and it's like, Oh, is she going to make it? And then you think she's at the finish line, but no, she's actually got 10 more meters. And, <laughs> and anyway, long story short, she makes it, she wins, defends her special 800 title, uh, runs, uh, North Dakota high school, number three, all time, time two eleven. Uh, just incredible. Um, yeah. And then she was also on the 400 as well in, in 57 flat and kind of funny, held off the same girl, uh, Berkel Engeland from yes. Mountain Vernon. So yeah, she, two, two and oh, if we're talking head to head, Aaron Palmer's two and oh. Yeah. And in the exact same fashion to Ryan, you know, you know, amassed a, a really big lead. And then you just didn't know if she was going to be able to, to hold on in the end, but she did. And, uh, man, there, there's something in the water over there at Bismarck century with the, with the four, eight, you know, runners, uh, dude, the crazy thing about Aaron Palmer too, is next year she's committed to go to the university of Utah for yeah. swimming and track. So swimming and track, swimming and I track. I don't know anybody that's done that double, but man, I'm excited to see how it works out. Another, another name that we're hearing a lot that we've heard a lot from, uh, this, uh, high school season, CCD bomb, uh, just tearing it up, cannot be stopped, uh, and going down competing against some of the best athletes from, you know, South Dakota, Minnesota, uh, maybe even Iowa <clears throat> didn't matter. Couldn't stop her. Uh, she won the hundred with the time of, uh, I don't know if, Oh, here, wait, that was the prelims. She ran 12, one, four in the prelims and 11, nine, Oh, in the finals. CCD bomb, as well as winning her heat of the hundred and the final of the hundred. Uh, she won her heat of the hundred hurdles and the final of the hundred hurdles added all up. That's four races. Uh, that she's won at, at Howard Wood Dakota Relays this year. Uh, her time in the 100 meter hurdles, 1447, uh, not too shabby. Um, she's also really, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not sure if she jumped at, at uh, Howard Wood, but was really kind of showing her chops in the long jump uh, this year too, and in the field events. So, um, man, who knows? Who knows yeah. what, what the limit is for her? Yeah, she's been having a heck of a season. Um, we know earlier this year she ran the ninth fastest time 
was part of the ninth fastest four by one in state history. She has run the fastest hundred hurdle time in state history. She ran fourteen thirty two just a couple of weeks ago, and then yeah, like you said, the jump she's been doing awesome as well. So uh, I believe earlier this season she had a a triple jump that was like eighth best in Class A history. So yeah, yeah, just a lot of ceiling for CC Debum. Yeah, all around, just incredible athlete. Really, really somebody that that should not be you, you you need to be following her and her results because you know she's one of those athletes that it's like any any race you know any day any meet you never know what what could happen so um yeah switching yeah. over to the yeah you got it something else ryan nope nope yeah i was just gonna say uh switching over to the boys side now but sticking with the hurdles um somebody from from my my high school uh, and an NDSU commit, Ryan Carter. Yes. Yep. Uh, Grand Forks Central man uh, in the 110 hurdles, got the win, 1477. Uh, Carter Alby looking dangerous going into championship season. Um, I mean, for for him too, it was a busy, busy weekend. Ran the prelims of the 110s, finals of the 110s. He ran the 300 meter hurdles. He ran the sprint medley relay, and he ran the four by four. I mean, <laughs> I I'm just tired. I'm just tired thinking about it. <laughs> so, and I mean, good solid performance in the 300 meter hurdles. 39.9 second place. Uh, he was charging, he was closing, uh, just ran out of real estate at the end there. Um, and, you know, I think uh, the the central boys uh, second in the sprint medley relay, uh, my brother Quinrail anchored the, the, he ran the 800 in that sprint medley. Um, you hate to see it, but he got played hard. It was, it was an extremely windy day. Uh, Got the baton in second, but he went out hard, uh, went to the lead. The guy behind him sat on him and yeah, you know, just, uh, kind of, kind of had his way, but you know, in, in defense of my central nights and in defense of my brother, you know, there was multiple heats. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. You know, the, the best thing to do in almost any situation when, especially when there's previous heats, you just got to run as fast as you can. You got to run hard, you know, because you never know uh, what sort of finishing time is is going to be. And the last thing, you know, you can handle losing just getting outrun, you know, in the heat. But if you lose to somebody from previous heat just because you didn't, you know, just because you dawdled around and waited, unacceptable. So, I mean, mm-hmm. good for Quinn for, for going for it. And, uh, yeah. Dude, a couple things I want to point out with Carter Eldy. First of all, I think he's the best Grand Fork Central Knight since you. Ooh, okay. So my my hot take, maybe not so hot take, but I just I, want to point out this quick fact about Carter Eldy as well. Yeah. So he's leading the state right now in the 300 hurdles. You had mentioned that he ran that 39.90. Now he's got the top t- time in the state. Second best in the state is Madden Thorson from Harvey Wells County. So class B. So let's take madden out of the equation which by the way is just a sweet name 
But then we look, and third in the state is Josh Beal from Davies, who is currently has his PR of 40-61. So Carter's almost three-quarters of a second faster than the next Class A athlete in the 300 hurdles, which is – I know I know it's like, oh, 300 hurdles is a longer distance, but 0.75 or close to it, that's a huge gap. So yeah, pretty, and- pretty outstanding. And he, he's just like following up his, his success from last year, Ryan. I would say he's, you know, he's definitely better than me. You know, I mean, <clears throat> the highest I placed as a junior was, I don't know, like seventh or something like that. You know, Carter was, you know, was challenging for state titles last year and, you know, just kept the momentum going and obviously put it in the work and, you know, he's ready to give it a shot this year. So, um, yeah. My last thing about these 300 hurdles, and I'll let you move on to the next Howard Wood. Big 300 uh, hurdles, guy. All right. To it. I, I love 300 hurdles. It's um, a great race. It is. It's so cool. But going back to Madden Thorson real quick, he ran his season's best time at the Shiloh Snow Snow Go Away Invite. <laughs> Do you know a better meet name this season than the Shiloh Snow Snow Go Away Invite? Because I sure don't. No, that that's got to be. I mean, that's got to be in the conversation of best meet names of all time, right? It's got to be up there. Got to be up there. But hey, what's next on our Howard Wood list? Well, I mean, we're we're big fans of the distance here, uh, so gotta gotta talk some distance. Howard Wood has a has a pretty good reputation of having some excellent excellent two miles. Um, it's kind of if if high schoolers or, you know, anybody's familiar with the Acadia invite in California, it's a high school meet in California where um, some of the fastest two mile times are run, you know, every year uh, it's kind of turned into, turned into the Acadia of, of the Midwest. I feel like, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's run late later at night. You got the lights going, you know uh, my, my one connection to the two mile, kind of bringing it full circle, the two mile at Howard Wood. I saw, I was there my freshman year of college to run the 5k, which was after the two mile and who was running the two mile before, uh, but Joe Klecker broke wow. nine minutes, broke nine minutes in the two mile that day. Incredible race. It was him and some other, there was like two or two or three guys who like went for it. Um, and I think he was the only one to break nine, but just Absolutely. I was trying to do strides on the infield and all these high schoolers were running past. And, you know, I, you know, I watched that and then I proceeded to go run 16 minutes for the 5k. So <laughs> it was pretty humbling, you know, <laughs> but uh, not to be outdone by Joe Klecker, actually to outdo Joe Klecker, the winner of this year's two mile at Howardwood for the boys, Simon Simeon. Simeon, Simeon Birnbaum from Rapid City Stevens. He said a new, I know this is a North Dakota podcast, but this is just, this is impressive. We got to give this a shout out. A new South Dakota state record, 855-22. Basically ran it by himself, uh, just solo dolo from the gun, really went for it. And, you know, it looked like with a lap to go, he maybe wasn't going to do it, but he closed hard. You know, eight fifty-five, just incredible. He's a junior, um, so shout out to the South Dakota people, I guess. Uh, Keep an eye on this guy uh, because that was impressive. Um, 
But I mean, bringing it back to the better Dakota, you know, not too far behind Owen Sondag, uh, who showed himself to be one of the top talents in the state last year. Um, and, you know, after he kind of went MIA during cross country season, not exactly what uh, we, we thought we would see from him, but he's been fairly dominant, especially in the two the mile and the two mile this outdoor season. We're in 918 for second place. Really impressive run from him. Uh, in fourth, Caden Johnson from West Fargo, Cheyenne, 920. Uh, the senior, you know, I don't know if Caden is signed anywhere to run. So it'll be interesting to see if he has plans of, uh, of running. Um, and DSU has been seeming to, to kind of clean house with the North Dakota guys recently. Um, so we'll see, see what happens there. Um, Griffin House of Century, also 920. You know, between Owen at second and 918, and Griffin in sixth at 920. You know, that's a, that is a tight pack. Um, so a lot of guys in there. So Owen, Caden, Griffin House, all 920 and under. Brady Corsmo, eighth, got on the podium, Howard Wood, 928. Hunter McHenry, the Red River, uh, Red River runner. <clears throat> NDSU, another guy going to NDSU, 928. Mm -hmm. So real impressive. Bunch of guys under 930 there. Uh, Aiden Johnson, the defending state champ in cross country, a little bit of an off day, 935. In his defense, he did go with uh, Burnbaum. Is that his name? Yeah, Burnbaum uh, for, you know, for maybe, or, you know, at least at least a lap. So, I mean, he put himself in there and, and maybe paid the price a little bit. But, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, the – the distance, distance boys are, are looking good. And, you know, Ryan, if we think about it too, it has not been the, the season weather-wise that it was last year. So the fact that they, they took advantage of a nice day down in, down in Sioux Falls and were able to run these times, I mean, they're fit. They're, they're strong. You know, they're, they're not missing a step. Uh, it's just uh, the conditions just have not, not, not been the same, you know, mm -hmm. as they have been before. So. Um, also in that race, uh, just while we're on the, the topic of NDSU commits, um, also in that race, Damien Zenowick from Red River, well, he'll be at NDSU, um, and Regan Bosch of Davies. He ran 942. Um, I don't know if you remember this, Ryan, but earlier in, in about January or so, he had committed to the University of Mary, but just uh, maybe this week, uh, there was a tweet from NDSU that he'd signed with NDSU to compete for the Bison this year. So a little bit of a little bit of a recruiting drama, maybe, or uh, am I just stirring the pot? I think maybe you're just stirring the pot, but well, it's kind of my job, right? Yeah. Hey, okay. But I'll, I'll raise you one. I don't, I don't play poker, but, <laughs> but if we're on the topic of you, Mary commits, I want to point something out that's pretty special. And this season in North Dakota, if you look at the performance list, we have two guys that are under 10-7 in the 100, which I probably couldn't tell you the last time North Dakota had two guys running that fast. We've got three guys that are under 10-8, and we've got several people that are under 10-9. So that's really, really impressive across the board. 
Now, one of those individuals is Dawson Hawkinson, who is going to go to UMary. But he was in the 200 special event. He did pretty well. Um, probably not what he would have hoped for. I think he took fourth, 22.74. And his PR on the season is 21.88. So it doesn't have the win measurement in there, but I would have to guess it was maybe a bit gusty. But get this, in the 100, he, yeah, he ran that 10.66. It was good for fourth place. But I just want to point out some of these speedsters we got. Carson Hegerly, who I believe is going to play football at NDSU next year. Dawson Hawkinson, like we said, who's going to be going to uh, Mary, and several others that are really, really fast as well. So I just wanted to give the sprints a shout-out. I know we talk distance a lot just because that's your background, and I'm a fan, but – yeah, let's let's give everyone a little love. So Dawson Hawkinson, great job. There's also a few other North Dakota athletes that performed really well in the sprints at Howard Wood. So we know on the women's side, CC Debom obviously did quite well, just covered her. But we also had Quentin Lewis from Dickinson. He ran 1084 in the hundred, and then I believe he came back and ran a pretty quick 200 time. If I can pull it up here. Uh, yeah, he ran. He was also in that special 200 as well, Quentin Lewis from Dickinson. So yeah, fun to fun to see Great some of these guys. Play. That was, that was, was that? a cool thing about uh, like the special event uh, at Howard Wood and and the coverage that Midco had. Uh-huh. Uh, they they had like a little uh, you know fact about each of the athletes. You know, kind of like the Little League World Series or whatever. Uh, uh, Hawkinson is that his name or? Uh, yeah, the Dickinson yep. guy. I don't have. Uh, oh, Dickinson, Quentin Lewis. Lewis, Quentin Lewis. Yeah. So, if I remember right, he he was a part of like the Dakota North Dakota uh, USA hockey or like hockey team that competed, like the North Dakota team that competed for the national championship in like the uh, youth hockey or whatever, you know, 18U or something like that. So, multi sport athlete, man. You know. There you go. There you go. I yep. believe you maybe have just a, a couple more tidbits from Howard Wood that we should cover. Yeah. Um, one other thing that uh, they do that uh, Midco does, or I, I don't know exactly who puts it out, but uh, they do what's called the platinum rankings. Uh, mm-hmm. And it takes, you know, the top mark from the, from North Dakota, from the Dakotas. And it, and it just puts a, you know, puts a tweet, a list out of, Hey, you know, this is, this is the person who has the fastest mark out of all classes between North Dakota and South Dakota in the girls, 100, uh, the girls hurdles, you know, the boys javelin, you know, and, uh, we see CCD bomb on that list. Uh, another person who I've seen on that list throughout the season, Red River product, uh, Logan Arison, uh, and, you know, he's, he's kind of the platinum leaderboard in, in the javelin right now and, and back that up with a big win uh, at Howard Wood through 173 feet, three inches. Um, not too far behind him, Preston Lamar from Bismarck, uh, 167.10. So um, nice little one-two from those guys. Uh, Logan throwing really well. Uh, for those of you who might know Logan's brother, distance runner at NDSU, and his sister uh, is a she at St. Cloud right now, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, um, 
two things on that. Yeah, Logan's PR this season is 189.9, which is crazy because that's a bomb, but that's only seventh all time at Red River. So just speaks to some of the depth, but yes. I mean, there's there's a lot of good, a lot of good, all few All Americans in there, a lot of D1 athletes. So that was kind of crazy, but yeah, the Harrison family is the most unique family ever. Um, like you yeah. said, H- Hannah is an athlete, like multi sport athlete in high school. Did the multi, still is doing the the multi. Like you said, she competed at University of Minnesota and then grad transferred to St. Cloud State to finish uh, or start a grad program and finish her eligibility. And like just kind of the picture of an athlete, I would say. And then you've got Jake, who's tall and skinny and um, just is the distance runner. And they're very different, he and Hannah. And then out of nowhere, you get Logan Harrison, who uh, looks like a freight train, could probably bench more than you and i combined could probably bench you and i yeah um, he could probably throw a freight train you know yeah so and he's putting together a great season across all the throws so um but yeah the Harrison family is unique and i know we were talking to hannah a little bit about getting her on the podcast and i'm sure she's competing at conference this week so good luck to you hannah yeah final thing that i got we're gonna keep it with the throws uh but we're gonna go class b on them. Ooh. Kindred Vikings. Ryan, have you seen the lineup of shot putters that they have going right now? I actually haven't. Please enlighten me. All right. So at the Howard Wood Relays, because that's the meet we've been talking about basically this whole episode. Yes. Jack Packer, second place, 52 feet, two and a half inches. Riley Sunram, fifth place, 52 feet, nine inches. And Blake Huska, Ninth place, 50 feet, seven and a quarter inches. Little Kindred. I mean, maybe, maybe to some other class B schools, Kindred's not so little, but Little Kindred's got three throwers, three shot putters thrown over 50 feet. I think that's just, you know, that's, I mean, anytime you got, <clears throat> you can take three guys to, to an invite meet in any, any event and they all, you know, perform pretty well, uh, you know, that's almost three guys on the, you know, you're one guy short who is one place short of getting three guys on the podium at the Howard Wood Dakota mm-hmm. Relays in the shot put. Um, so good, good for the Kindred Vikings. I mean, they, they got a really good team coming. Uh, you know, I, I see their stuff on Twitter and maybe that's what, maybe it's a little biased because I just see their, see their content, you know, but um, love following the Vikings and, uh, you know, Another interesting story, uh, you know, it's sticking with the field events, but uh, Paul Olson in the high jump. Uh, first year, if I got the story right, first it's his first year doing track. Uh, he jumped like he went to NDSU track camp, jumped six eight in the high jump, and they offered him scholarship. So uh, not 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 the track camp though. It was like one of the what? NDSU actual meets. Oh, was it at the meet? I see. I heard that he was at somebody was at like a camp and you know he was just like practicing it at the camp maybe maybe that was somebody well, well, well maybe maybe it's the camp maybe it was the camp but he then replicated either, it at one of the ndsu indoor meets either way yeah 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 either way and i don't know if you've, i don't know if you've seen the picture but there was a picture that was in the forum of him high jumping and i'll show it to you over the very like grainy uh screen here but it's like the bar is at like six eight and he is 
way over oh, it. My. Yeah. So, when if you if you watch him if you watch him jump, you can tell it's his first year doing track and field. Uh so but yeah, when I Google his name here, um, it's it's only pictures of him hanging on the rim. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then also just really randomly this picture of him holding like a coupon to Marco's pizza. So there's that. Uh, NIL? Do, do we think NIL? This, NIL? Could this be an almost Friday picture? We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Teaser. Oh, goodness. Uh, well, yeah. that's, that, that's what I got from Howard Wood. That's kind of, that'll, that kind of doubles as our, uh, you know, high school like, preview, what to watch. And uh, obviously, we got the conference meets coming up in, in a pretty quick time. So, hopefully get, you know, recaps of those and a preview of the state meet once it comes up. And, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year, Ryan. Championships. For, for sure. Yeah. And then hopefully we'll get a few more interviews coming your way after the collegiate conference championships. We'll try to get some of our top North Dakota performers on there. And before we go, I think we also need to talk about Cedic Run Mile. So here's, Here's the deal. If you're listening right now and you're thinking to yourself, I can't participate in that. I'm not, I'm not fast. Or you're thinking to yourself, wow, I just don't know. I might have something going on that weekend. Let me give you what I'm going to call is my 30 second pitch. And I guarantee it lasts over two minutes. (laughs) So the Cedic Run Mile started off as just Cam and myself and Richard from Cedic Run and a lot of other people invested in track and field in the state trying to see some fast times thrown down and try to break the soil record and get some guys in the North Dakota all-time top 10. Now, over the years, we've slowly accomplished that goal. Last year, Maddie Van Beek broke the North Dakota female soil record in a time of four minutes and 42 seconds, which was awesome. And the camaraderie is great. I would almost compare it to the decathlon in a sense. You get done with the decathlon, you're chummy with everybody, even the guys that you were trying to just like step on their throats during the meet and try to beat them. You get done and you're taking pictures with them and you're hanging out and see the ground mile. There's just some really great camaraderie afterwards. We always go to rhombus brewery and we eat some pizza and we chat about what went well about the race, upcoming season goals, uh, a lot of non-related track stuff, Yeah, but it's a cool event. It's beginning to really take hold too in the community. We've had a lot of people that have just started coming to watch and we're excited because this year it's going to be back on Cushman Field where it's taken place with the exception of last year. And Cam, what am I missing? What what else do people need to know to be convinced to come participate? Man, it's just, it, it's a unique, you know, it's like a, it's one event, you know, so you, you don't have to sit out for hours and hours at a track meet. Um, you know, you get to, it, it kind of brings together, you know, the, the kid who's, you know, maybe finished up his senior season, didn't quite break five during the regular season in the mile, but, but he wants one last shot to break five minutes in the mile. And then you got guys who are just coming off of, you know, conference championships, uh, trying to, you know, set one, one final PR, uh, before they gear back up again for cross country. So, uh, it's really a cool, uh, sort of, you know, mix of different talent levels. And, you know, when you're at it, when you're at a track meet with your team, you know, you're, 
you're focused and you want to perform well for the team. And, and there's not a, not a whole lot of like conversation, at least when I was in track, there's not a whole lot of conversation with your competitors or other teammates, but uh, the Cedic run mile is, is not like that. You know, everybody's there for the same goal, you know, and that's to run fast. Uh, and so you can, you can warm up with whoever and, you know, you're just there to, to have a good time. And, you know, people, <clears throat> people who are there to watch, they, they want to be there and they want to watch. And they, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really good arena for uh, the actual like performing for the entertainment of track and field. Uh, mm. So I, I think it's one of the more entertaining ways to, to, to view and spectate track and field. And um, you know, it's, and it, and you can participate in it. You know, you don't have to just spectate. You can, you can be an active participant in in the excitement too so absolutely the night begins with a community mile typically that's some of our hobby joggers and sometimes little kids some parents are just cruel and put their kid in the mile i don't know um but <laughs> we start with our, <laughs> we start with our community mile then we work our way up to the sub elite heats where we have some of our uh high school competitors college competitors we have people that dabble with different distances i remember a few years ago uh, we had, I believe it was Michael Hollister from UND, 400 runner, hopped in and ran the mile. Maybe it was James Hollister. I think that might have been the name. But it was it was really fun to watch him try to step up a distance, like a huge step up. Yeah. Um, so we've got our sub-elite heats, and then we finished the night with our elite miles. We've talked to a few people already. We've got some people that are tentatively in the lineup, and we're hoping to keep expanding that as well. So if you're interested, go to SDR Mile Extravaganza on instagram uh follow c dick run there'll be information about signups and all that good stuff um i believe actually the instagram handle is at sdr mile but if you type in c dick run mile extravaganza you'll find it as well for sure all right well i think that's going to conclude most of what we are talking about so with that being said stay on the lookout for some new content and we'll see you guys next week